0: You're listening to the A. Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A. Scully and Sid Talk. What was that you were just saying, Sid Talk?
1: (laughs) They just keep it so hot in here. Or so the elderly ladies say when they crawl into the hot tub. At the YMCA. Or into the sauna. And one lady said, I don't know what it is. And yeah, they talk like this. They're just all kind of shaky and they're old. God knows how old. 70, 80. You know, real old ladies. You
0: Why, know. What are they doing at the young man's... Uh, <laughs> what is it? Young man's...
1: They're going in the pool, most of them, to alleviate their whatever pains and aches. Then they go in the sauna. I think I've mentioned this before, but this one lady, I was in there and I always crank it up to 10 and they turn it down and they prop the door open and all kinds of stuff. And this one lady was in there the other day and I think she was one of those kind of weepy little soft weak people who just wouldn't say, I'm gonna prop the door open or I'm gonna turn the temperature down or anything. She just she got up and she kind of patted her cheeks a little and she goes, you know, I just it, they just keep it so hot in here. Uh, 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 my cheeks get red. I, I think my blood is just, it must just must be closer to my skin. And then she left.
0: <laughs> Crazy old lady. Oh
1: my god!
0: So you know what to do next time they come in. <laughs> put more water on the coals. There's no water on the coals there. It's
1: a dry sauna. The steam room is right next door. If you want steam, you go in there. How does and a dry
0: sauna work? Do they just turn the heating up?
1: Yeah, it's got a big heating unit in there, and they just crank it up. It's just boiling hot. It's like a desert in there. Mm. It's good. Hmm. I love it, and I always <clears> crank it up to the highest. But they don't. They don't like it on high.
0: Okay, so there's the, uh, what, what does YMCA stand for, by the way?
1: Young Men's Community
0: Association. So why are the old ladies there?
1: Uh, they've expanded.
0: Doesn't <laughs> make sense. Anyway, it's... To be uh,
1: honest, there aren't a lot of young men there. It's old ladies, old men, children, and middle-aged women.
0: So it needs to change its thing, then, doesn't it? To, uh, <laughs> yeah. To y-
1: Why young P... W. Just the P-C-A. Y-M-A-W. The people, communication, I mean the community association.
0: So um, it's Sunday, May the 2nd, we're into May already, um, and it's 2010. This is after the show number 120, and this week we're looking at the movie Avatar on Blu-ray disc. This is a 2009-2010 movie. Uh, it comes out on Blu-ray, or it came out on Blu-ray, Tuesday the 22nd of April. It's from our friends at Fox. Um, don't even ask me. What? <laughs> to sum it up. <laughs> and you're going to do the synopsis All of this fine movie.
1: As if I need to. If anyone hasn't seen it yet, I don't know why you wouldn't have, but whatever. It is uh, a young marine is sent on a scientific mission to a. I'm assuming it's a moon of a planet called Pandora. I haven't ever figured out where they are exactly, but. They don't exist. It's 150 years in the future. Roughly. Um, It's 2154 is the year. He goes there to the mission where he's going to be linked up to an avatar, but it's actually a living creature. It's been genetically created to mix the native people's DNA with his twin brother who's dead. Blah, blah, blah. He goes there. He goes there to yeah this this hit, this hit you in about the first right. 30 seconds and he goes there then to mingle with the natives and there's this dark looming cloud of greed and a very cynical uh company as of course every good sci-fi flick has and there are um, there's environmental issues there's love And it's all CG, almost all CG.
0: Some CG. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, we saw Avatar in theatres. You saw it twice in theatres. In 3D. I did. And today we saw it on Blu-ray disc in 2D. Correct. Um, So let's just start with how do you feel, what do you feel was taken away when you watched it in 2D? Me neither. Absolutely nothing. In fact, coming to think of it, come to think of it, I've got to say right right here, straight off the bat this is the best Blu-ray disc I've ever seen (laughs) not just because of the content I'm talking about what they did here was they decided to go with the no extras just fill the entire disc with the movie and it really shows uh, audio and visually it cannot be beat and I've seen a lot of Blu-ray discs it is there isn't an error it's pristine there's no pixelation there's no glitchiness it's amazing um, and this is an amazing looking movie, so it deserves that kind of treatment. I've heard people saying, well, I'm not buying this if it's got no extras. Well, if you care about how the movie looks, the extras don't matter. You could go and buy the extras yeah. further down the line. If you want the pristine... What extras
1: do you need? You want to see people with dots all over their face yeah. doing their... You know why well, they did it. We're not... You know what I mean? We've had enough information, I think.
0: And if you're a big fan, you can go and get the four-disc set, which is coming at Christmas. Mm. But if you want the best... The whole, the whole of the 50 gigabytes of the disc are all dedicated to the movie. In fact, there is no advertisements at the beginning. It goes straight to the menu.
1: It has a lot of subtitle, like some options, doesn't it, for subtitles? It has
0: a lot of subtitle files, which are only small anyway, mm. and some languages. But it's literally nothing. It's a very basic menu, which is a couple of clips from the movie with some menus, with some uh, writing at the bottom, and the movie. So if you want a really... It's the best quality of the movie you're ever going to get. Right and
1: 3D now. means... And the
0: 3D. And while I was talking about, the 3D. The 3D look, it is really cool at the theatre. And it's a different experience. But because this movie was filmed with 3D cameras... So it was filmed with depth in mind, like all the time. Like most of the shots are set up to be... It's not just like they did like a Viewmaster thing... Where they put things in front of other things... To make it look like it's popping out of the screen... It was just shot with, like, depth of frame in mind. So a lot of these scenes, even in 2D, come across as 3D to me. I mean, they don't stick out. When you say shot,
1: it's like all CGI. Nothing exists. There is no shooting. No,
0: what I mean is the way... I know nothing exists, but the way it... Even, even CGI is a virtual camera. I mean, somebody is placing a camera in a scene. The scene... The, it's not. It's a rendered scene, but the camera can pan around. And yeah, it can yeah. move up and down. So this, But all the shots have a depth to them. Even like somebody sat behind a computer terminal. There's him and then the terminal and then a person behind and then a window and then stuff going behind in a window. So I think you always get a feeling of a depth. Even this time it wasn't in 3D. It didn't bother me. There were scenes which are obviously to show off 3D in the cinema... Ones with the little uh, fiery bugs that kind of... And in the cinema, they do kind of come out at you. The seeds. The seeds. (laughs) They do come out at you in the cinema. And on the 2D version, on Blu-ray, they seem like they're floating in front of stuff. I mean, you don't get the effect, but I don't think it takes anything away from the movie. So, the 3D thing out of the way... Yes, it will be cool to see it at home in 3D like it was in the theatre eventually when you've got all the equipment and stuff. But for people who are thinking, oh, well, you know, I didn't see Avatar in the theatre and there's only this 2D version and that's going to ruin it for me. I don't think it will ruin it for you because the film as a whole has enough going for it that the 3D... Some people said the 3D was a gimmick. It isn't because it was a technology that he... Was going after with this I'm movie. I'm going to have
1: to say, if it can live without it, then yeah, it's a gimmick. Because well, think about it. If it looks beautiful without it, and it does, it looks perfectly fine. And I couldn't point out to you more than that one scene, almost any other scenes that were specifically stood out in my mind as 3D. Nothing.
0: You know what stands out in my mind when we saw it at the theatre for 3D? It's one particular scene, and it's a lot. Of, there's a lot of shots of this same scene. And it's the bad guy the mm-hmm. sergeant guy in his cockpit drinking his coffee when the, when he's issuing orders and in the theatre I plainly remember how 3D this looks and it's pretty amazing the camera's like looking into the cockpit and he's just stood and there's the guy flying the aircraft and uh, there's kind of the navi have been firing arrows at the uh, the glass in his cockpit and there's and like little scuffs in the glass and the scuffs were kind of out of the screen and then there was the glass and then there was him and then there was a guy and then mm. there was stuff and I remember seeing it in the theatre and it sticks in my mind so it must have been one of the best 3D scenes for me how, depth, how much depth that gave it now in this movie it didn't so much I mean in the 2D version there I didn't get it so much but I was looking for it because I remembered I loved that part <laughs> in 3D so yes there are parts that 3D bring to it but unless you buy a new, but there's no
1: substance there. I mean, there's nothing to that except that it's a little flash of a scene, and you know what I mean.
0: I I agree. I was quite I quite like the 3D in the cinema, but I also liked it in 2D, and so I don't know where where yeah, whether it, looks, it needs it or not.
1: No, I say it doesn't.
0: You could, as a purist, say, well, it was made to be in 3D, so
1: well, he made it to be in 2D as well, or you wouldn't be able to see it in 2D. And well, look
0: all right you do is take one one of the frames out, don't you? Because how 3D works is it's two images, like, merged. You just take one of them away, and then you've automatically got a 2D version, so mm. you're always going to get a 2D version. But when you film it with these new 3D cameras, you'll he was filming it and looking at it in a different... a depth perspective. Because I feel that this new 3D, it's not just, um, like, here's somebody's arm waving in your face. It's more of a... You've got the... You've got the widescreen, and you've got the widescreen going depth. back into the picture. I feel that's all it all it is really. It's not like in the seventies; it was like, Ooh, yeah. somebody puts a hockey stick out in the screen and like to you poke
1: at at you. But you're talking about it gives you more depth
0: into the into movie. every every part of the movie. It's not about like the like let's wave things in front of your face. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's less, it's more of a subtle thing. But anyway, this isn't in three D. There will be a 3D version on Blu-ray next year, but you'll be required to get a new television set and a, and a pair of glasses that cost quite a f- few dollars. So, for most people to have 3D in the home, it's going to cost. Yeah. We'll all have it eventually, but right now... You reckon?
1: In- yeah,
0: because I think all TVs will feature it.
1: I mean, they're saying it now, but if it doesn't fly, it's not going to happen. I think it'll... F-
0: Apparently, it's very cheap to put into Everyone Everyone Everybody's TV. just
1: now buying all new HD widescreen TVs in the next few years no everybody's not going to turn around and go oh sure I'll spend another $1,200 on a TV I'm not a proponent of this
0: all I'm saying is everybody from 2010 sets onwards most of them are going to be 3D so capable so anybody who buys one late 2010 onwards is going to have this capability anyway so they'll use it Mm. You know, if if they see the 3D version and they go, "Oh, our TV does that," they'll, you right? Know, that's a, it's a good, ah,
1: but we have to have a DVD player that does it as well,
0: a Blu-ray player that yeah. does it. Um, which PS3s all automatically will do it. Most of Sony's players will automatically do it with no extra cost if you already own them, just a firmware upgrade. So, yeah. So this is in 2D Blu-ray. I got to say, Blu-ray it's, it really is amazing. Mm-hmm. If you're going to show off your home theater, and I've said this before for movies. <laughs> This is literally the, the one. For is, now. You'll, for, you'll, for now it is, yeah. yeah. But this is the one. All the ones I've said in the past are all well and good. But I was mind blown by it. It's Well, it's a brand new movie. It's razor cl- razor sharp. It's like a Pixar movie. You know, we always say, oh, Pixar movies look really good mm-hmm. on Blu-ray. This does too because it's essentially... Digital anyway. All digital, yeah. So um, moving off the uh, that part onto the movie itself... I'm in love with this movie I was at the cinema (laughs) Um, I heard all kinds of like I'd, you know, heard heard very little about it actually I'd heard about it over a period of two years but very little about what it was about I just knew James Cameron was making this sci-fi movie that was uh, something different than what you've already seen, you know Um, I think it is something different to what anybody's ever seen up to this point I heard like People say it was a game changer at the time. I believe it is in terms of uh, where CG animation is now.
1: What do you mean game changer?
0: As in, like, up to this point...
1: You mean it's moving their industry in a different direction. It's not a game, really, right?
0: Right, but it's just a saying. Um, oh, right, right. Like, up to up to this point, uh, the Uncanny Valley, which we've talked about before, where, like, CG characters... Don't move quite right. Right. I think James Cameron addressed that issue completely in this movie because there are they're not human characters but they act human like.
1: Right, so apply that. If they weren't if they were human maybe it wouldn't be but we we see them as a an alien kind of a creature so Our eye is willing to forgive anything that isn't exactly human. And they don't move exactly like a human anyway. So I think...
0: There's an The combination
1: there. Yeah, yeah. The combination of your expectations are different automatically. Because they're nine feet tall and they're blue. And they've got a very large upper body and a cat-like movement. So you forgive anything that isn't. You know, they move right for what they are.
0: Well... There's that, yeah, and there's also
1: and they do because it's smooth and it's like expected, and your eye and your mind don't from the, go from out of the sync.
0: Very first moment where you get to see a navi, which is um, Jake, the main guy. The very first time he wakes up as a, a navi. Now he moves. He starts to move, and from that moment, you know this movie is going to be the CG is going to be good. Like do you know what I'm saying? Like you like if it if it didn't work in that moment you'd know it was gonna be cruddy like Spider Man 3 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but you wait you and then he starts running and you're like okay, it can't go worse than I mean this is I believe this thing is running. Right. So so it is really amazing I think. Uh the other thing I think they made a breakthrough with was um facial performance. I think you know, this the lady, Zoe Zaldana She's not even in the movie. She's just a um, CG character the entire time. But you would believe an actress was inhabiting her. Yeah. It's so perfect, you know, because they capture the performance, not just the voice. That's the difference. Um, Which I imagine you would get a lot of in the extras if it had any, right? But you can imagine it. (laughs) Well, I I would actually get it when they do bring out a uh, special edition. There's a four-disc. I would be very interested into seeing how this movie was made. More from a James Cameron. I'd like, I'm interested to see the 3D cameras at work and stuff. You know, if it goes into that stuff. But um, that's what I'm talking about. A game changer. I think it changed... It raised the bar for CG. I'm
1: rolling my eyes at you. Change, raising the bar, changing the game. You know these are things you make fun of other people. For yeah, absolutely.
0: Saying. Well, I'm... I'm I just pointing I can't out think here. of other words for it. It, it did raise... It, I think it has raised the bar. I think... Everybody who was making a CG movie of any kind, when this came out, probably went... Shit their pants. Holy shit, like, um... We're not doing that. You know, maybe what but we're... why
1: does that make it better? That's a little bit unfair, isn't it, then, to everybody Well, who's we all have really expectations,
0: hard. and then when we see something this amazing, we can't help but compare, right? No, oh, of course. So when we see another <clears throat> one come out, and it's slightly less than... It's always going to be in your mind. Well, no, it can be done. Like they can do it better. Like, uh, you know, say Spider-Man Four comes out and there's rubbery Spider-Man. Yeah. You can't forgive it, can you? Because you're like, rubbery Spider-Man doesn't need to happen. Like we know they can do it. It's just not been done here. Right. So I think that's where it's people are going to have to aim a bit higher. And but the, you know, the look of this movie, what he's done, like creating this world, Pandora. I literally feel like it exists yeah, like, totally. watching this movie. I mean, the whole thing. And it's not just a boring world. It's spectacular. It has mountains that float in the air. Yeah, for yeah. like They're not attached to anything. Those are my favorite things. It has the most amazing wildlife. It has jungles. It has animals that you've never seen before. It has.
1: There's lots of doubling up. Lots of extra eyes and legs and things. Yeah, there is. A,
0: on the creatures and uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, and then there's, like, creatures that are just, like, a split second of nothing, and you're like, wow, look at that, and then you never see them again. Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, really detailed and rich, I think. Like, a, I don't know, it just... I want to watch it over and over, it feels like... <laughs> and, um... I feel like uh, seeing it in 2D this time, I paid more attention to some of the stuff. Definitely. And we watched it on big screen, and, you know, still get i
1: I've seen it three times, and I can definitely tell you, start to watch more...
0: 23%. I was thinking this second time I'm going to be picking it apart, but you know, to its credit, I didn't really I mean, find stuff really. to pick apart. I was like, "This just looks freaking like amazing all the time." Like, you
1: visually, you can't. No,
0: no. There's just like
1: I mean, you can if you're super. It's snotty, like but... almost
0: he chose all the right colors. It's always well lit. It's like every, you know, some of those flying scenes. It's like there's a billion things going on at once. You can look at the frame and can't even take it all in. There's so much happening. Exactly. The flying
1: scenes are somewhere. I'm completely there. Yeah, like, you can. every time. I'm totally just taken
0: into it. It's like... one of my favorite parts where he has to go and tame his first... Um, I don't even know what they call that thing. That... Yeah, so, he, you know, and then he has his first flight on it and it's kind of bumpy. And then he, yeah, yeah. Then he kind of, you know, it's... I get, I feel like I'm flying yeah, here and yeah. sat on the back of it. So, but it's, for me, it's, um, I said to you earlier, I, I love sci-fi movies. I especially like James Cameron. I have this, I've had I've only a few feelings from the cinema in my life. And one of them would have been like watching Star Wars when I was a kid. Another one would be like coming out of Terminator 2. And I said to you, I walked out of Terminator 2 I was. I'd seen Terminator One, and I. I, I always thought oh, it was all right, but I walked out of Terminator Two, and I was mind blown by it. I wanted to go straight back in to watch it again, you know.
1: I feel like you're you're like magpies, isn't that what they say? You like shiny things, flashy shiny things. I think it is. The brain takes a. But
0: t- I think Cameron did the same thing there with what was available then. He pushed it like everything you'd seen. Yeah. You all have, you saw Terminator Two, and you know. It might seem primitive now, the effects in that movie. But you come out of that movie going, oh my God. Like, that was just, you know, I remember the... Did
1: I just do, see a guy come up out of the floor?
0: Yeah, that's, that <laughs> stuff. And I'm sure if you look at it now, it's not particularly amazing. But at the time, there was nothing like it. And True. he does that, doesn't he? I mean, Titanic. I came out of Titanic. I went and watched it. Came out of Titanic thinking, I've never seen anything on this scale before. It's like, what did I just see? I've never seen anything like it right. it was like I've seen movies like that but not like that like those CG characters in that I believe weren't they dropping from Yeah, the, it was like the first time that was done you know I don't know he just has a he's obviously Mr. Geek isn't he technology guy mm. and likes to utilise whatever's available at that time Or invent things that don't even exist. Yeah, invent things. And like I read this morning, his next project, well, well, a project, side project, just a little side project. He's working with NASA to uh, create a 3D camera that will be on the next Mars, what do you call that thing? Explore. Yeah, one of those little um, remote control. So they put in one of Cameron's developed 3D cameras onto it, sending it to Mars and then getting real 3D pictures Sent back to them via um, satellite.
1: Tax dollars hard at work, boys and girls. Yeah, exactly. For your economy. James Cameron, filmmaker, gets probably buttloads of money for that. Yeah. Do we really need to see Mars in 3D? I don't think so.
0: No, no, make a great movie, wouldn't it? An IMAX.
1: Oh, you're so easily impressed. (laughs) I don't watch it.
0: James Cameron's made those... uh, If you remember, he made a couple of um, deep-sea diving. He's into Mm -hmm. putting cameras like... As far down into the you know. Well, there you go. He's going the other a,
1: direction. <laughs> that
0: was before Avatar, and I think that was when he was playing with cameras and stuff, because he did one called Something of the Deep. I can't remember mm-hmm. it, but it was like a documentary about as far down as we'd ever been in the sea, which is like uncharted territory, isn't it? We've never yeah. seen it. So he's got an interest in high-end technology, I guess. I don't know. He's, uh, this movie made, what did this movie make? The, a lot. A billion dollars or more. Um, so I'm glowing on Avatar I think (laughs) it is it's like I've seen it twice and I could see it another ten times you know I I feel like I'll see something new each time I like the performances see
1: is the key word yeah because we've had this discussion I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what you say. It's not one of the greatest movies ever made. It wasn't the greatest movie of the year.
0: I didn't say that.
1: I didn't say you did. I'm saying I don't care if you do say it. I don't care if you can... It's not even, in my opinion, not even one of the greatest sci-fi stories
0: of all time.
1: It looks amazing. It takes me away. I love the experience. It's a movie experience you cannot describe.
0: It's a movie experience you will have never had I'll say, I'll say that visually.
1: True. Unless you're just not thinking about it. Now this is another, you can attribute, you can give it credit for this as well. If you go in and you just start watching and you're completely lost in it without even thinking about it being CGI. Don't even think about it. Don't think none of this exists. Just watching it and you don't realize it and it doesn't occur to you. That's pretty awesome, too, because you're just completely convinced. It's not like watching Toy Story where you know it's a car, an animation and, you know, you don't think about it either because you get over it. But this is supposed to be a representation of real life because there are humans that mix, you know, there yeah. is a human element and it's real life. It's live action. But if your mind goes there and you're not thinking about the fact that that plant isn't even there at all it only exists in some geeky programmer's mind like an artist And a not just that
0: plant nothing in that entire exactly. frame nothing just the only thing that is really there is the dots on the right. actor's face that's behind the scene and that's everything it. else
1: is created from models yeah. and if you don't let that into your mind then you get swept away it still doesn't make it like an you know it's a great experience. I even would say it's beyond a movie experience. It's a great experience to have to get sit there and get lost in it like but I, I could say that about a lot of other movies. you could say that about a lot of games. I still will say it's not a it's not a great movie story.
0: now to me, for me, um, I said to you earlier, like my favorite sci-fi stuff. Is Star Wars, number one. The Matrix, probably number two. Um, Terminator. Um, Predator. Aliens. Aliens. Any of those. Those are my top ones. And this really does fit in there with the top... Now, I know this isn't like a series of movies yet, because he is making another one. But um, it fits in there for me. It's an absolute... If I was a child... You know like what Star Wars stuck with me when I was a child, this would have stuck with me also. I mean I would have yeah. been obsessed with this. If I was like seven year old when I saw this <laughs> I would want every action figure, I would have a poster of it on the wall, I would have the Blu ray, you know what I mean? I would it it, it would capture me in that, that way. That doesn't
1: endear me to it as a good movie. That means it's a marketed, packaged Thing I can't help it. That is what
0: it no, is. No, I'm just saying. Me as a yeah, no. If I was seven year old me now, that's what I'm saying. It would do exactly you. to me what Star Wars did to me, and uh, I would remember it. And I think I will always remember it because it was a a movie going experience I had late 2009 that I'd never had before. I think I'll always remember it. I always remember going to see Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I'll always remember going to see Terminator Two. I'll always remember seeing Magnolia in the theater. I'll always remember seeing Avatar in 3D in the theatre. You know? Gimmick or not, I think it's one of those milestones of something that... Cinema?
1: No, not a milestone of cinema.
0: For me, sci-fi, cinema, you could say... um,
1: See, I find that a bit disheartening. Because that means... That is saying to me, whether you're saying it or not... Every other movie that's independent or just uh, small, quote-unquote... Story that's about people and lives and you know independent or even just a station agent I brought up earlier. Movies like that, it's like it totally demeans them because you're saying this.
0: I I just mentioned Magnolia as one of the ones that I had. That's not right, but
1: you're saying now this is a milestone in cinema. So it was Magnolia
0: for me. That's not am. So you never
1: movie.
0: said that about Magnolia. I just did. I said those are my milestone movies. Well, I, I'll always remember to go and see. I always remember going seeing. I'll always remember. There's there's only a few. I mean, I remember seeing all kinds of movies. But the ones that really stick out yeah. are like big events for me. Like Indiana Jones or Jaws. You know? Yeah. Um, the Exorcist. This.
1: See, The Exorcist is gut-wrenching. Yeah, but this is, is... quality experience I'm not in comparing. your gut.
0: I'm not comparing. I know,
1: what I'm saying, though, story-wise.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying that this really sticks with me. It resonates with me. I like the... I just like... It's not just the visuals. I do like the story. People keep pointing out that it's shallow, the story. So is Star Wars. So is most sci-fi, I was saying. about maybe The Matrix is a bit exception to the rule. Um, but there again you could just say no it's just the bible story told in a different way true you know or just lots of different that religion simple stories that little bible
1: story yeah <laughs> uh, complicated little bible but, story but
0: you know I liked the story it has a heart to it I feel good about it I mean I don't feel good about it because there's parts where you feel terrible I actually mm-hmm. feel terrible you feel embarrassed to be a human exactly and then there's parts where I feel positive you know it's a one of those type and of And considering
1: moves. that in this last week, the oil spill that's in the ocean off the coast, it's, you think about things like that where this big corporation is just like...
0: You know, and this is...
1: Greed drives that kind of shit, and they don't care that they're endangering... Maybe somebody in there cares, but I mean, you just think, oh, there we go again.
0: And <laughs> like the Giovanni Rabisi character in this, the guy he plays, is uh, Parker Selfridge... Which sounds just like a pretentious company twat, anyway. Mm -hmm. We said in another James Cameron film, the guy from Helen, oh, Aliens, yeah, Aliens. Paul Reiser, Paul Reiser, he's essentially the same character, yeah, yeah, Mr. Greedy Company Man. Be interested to see what that guy's called. Parker Selfridge is just totally, uh, you want to punch him in the face. Um, So, me. Before we go into the cast, I'm absolutely going for Avatar, I say own it now and then in um, November buy the 4 disc edition. If you're a, if you're a fan, maybe get rid of this one, get the 4 disc. Cuz it will be coming out again. This is kind of a stopgap, isn't it, just to get it out there.
1: Yeah, and I think it is rewatchable cuz I could watch it again.
0: It's absolutely rewatchable. I, think I just it's, hope
1: it's not expensive just because of what it is. That won't
0: be fair. Also, it has got... Should be ten bucks. It's got a mech <laughs> with a freaking knife attachment. Every movie should have that, no matter what it is. You know? Mm. I mean, mechs usually just have guns, Merchandising. Right? What I'm saying is mechs usually just have guns. This mech has a knife attachment.
1: So this is all cinematic history we're making. <laughs>
0: That's not what I'm talking.
1: About. I'm, talking I'm just about. I'm just
0: talking about on a cool level. This has a mech with a knife attachment. I don't think and it's that's just, cool. And it's just a hunting knife too, which is funny. Like, well, I don't find that cool. But I'm so. I think every movie should have. Uh, Julie and Julia would have been a much better movie with a mech with a knife attachment. Unless and, and um, there is some knife work, I'm sure. Right? There was knife work, but no <laughs> mech. Yeah, it would have been much better. So um let's go on to the cast. Uh Sam Worthington who is fantastic. I'm not a, I don't know who he is. Who is he? He plays Jake Sully.
1: Oh, he's alright.
0: I think he's fantastic in this movie. Now
1: I think as that Avatar, he's fantastic as himself sometimes. I like
0: him as it's both. But different. I just really buy him because I don't know him, right? When he first comes on the screen, he's not an actor I'm ab- I'm not familiar with him at all. I don't know him. So I'm behind him a bit more. If it was Tom Cruise or... Hmm. I would... Or somebody. You know, some Nicolas Cage or somebody. I don't know. This guy. He's an every dude. Just a dude, in my opinion. Might be a handsome dude or whatever. But I get behind him and he's pretty... Like, he does these video logs in the thing. And he, I find him pretty natural. Like, it's like he's just... It's almost like he's not reading the script, he's just making up his version. Mm, I
1: find it. the opposite. I feel him like a bit stiff oftentimes and a little bit but then again you have to think his character is supposed to be this sort of like empty headed marine grunt guy who's doesn't really know what he's doing. Jad. So I can kind of forgive it, but I find him to be a bit
0: I really like him and now he's going on to I mean to... I
1: like him I like him as the Avatar 100% he's biggest. going on
0: to uh, be... he's in the new Clash of the he's the star of the new Clash of the Titans remake which uh, looks it looks exciting I love Clash of the Titans it's... and he... I've noticed that he's got some other big pictures coming up so I he guess will I've... bear
1: the mark of Avatar for all time just like Mr. DiCaprio
0: I guess he will um, but I really like him I, I, I... it's just because I didn't know him I think was better for me than if it was Leonardo because it could have been Leonardo DiCaprio couldn't it really but and that wouldn't be bad probably because Leonardo DiCaprio is pretty good like but this guy you know don't know him but he pulled it off and especially like you say as the uh, Navi character yeah he um there's some subtle stuff that they do that he's doing with his face performance correct when he first wakes up and he realises that his legs work because he's did we mention he's crippled as a real guy Um, and when he wakes up in the avatar body and he moves his legs the expression on his face that the animators well not the animators don't put on because he's doing doing it he doesn't need to say anything just the expression is like excitement um, relief just everything at once like it's just that is an amazing moment it is yeah and and he kind of carries that on a little bit doesn't he you know when he runs outside Um, secondly there's a Zoe Saldana, Saldana, is that what you say? And she plays Na Naichi. How do you say it?
1: Naitiri, is it? Naitiri.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So she's the female Navi who meets our hero Jake Sully, and and is supposed
1: uh, to teach him how to be one of them.
0: Yeah. Um, And she, the actual actress, like I said earlier, does not appear in the movie. Just her avatar. And uh, she does a. But it's fan- not her avatar. No, she really
1: her- is a nubbin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Sorry. But she uh, does a fantastic performance. I I think. The <sighs> Just the whole thing. Those like, parts I love really...
1: where she rears back and like <sighs> shows her teeth.
0: You would. I feel that that is a real thing.
1: <laughs> the whole like like
0: I mean they've took they've captured her entire body so yeah yeah. But.
1: And then there's some enhancements. Let's not.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but she. Uh, nobody's that skinny. No. But she's really I mean it's it's hard to I think they're having a, a thing at the Oscars like can they nominate somebody who's not really is just mm-hmm. a voice and a and a, right they're having to switch things around in the Oscars for a category like a category of it or something um motion performance capture or something. Mm-hmm. Cuz you're not actually in the movie if her face is never in the movie right the lady that's if her it, face yeah no she looks like that but her face is never in the movie you
1: mean as a live action as as a, her. yeah yeah
0: so there was something in the oscars about you can't credit some somebody can't get credit unless they're really in the movie right right like a voice doesn't count unless it's voice work um so there's sigani weavers dr grace augustine um she's the scientist who smokes a lot mm mm-hmm. um I love Sigourney Weaver. It's like a throwback to Aliens, right? No. Well, kind of. Not
1: at all. But I like Sigourney Weaver.
0: Yeah. Not at all. I I find it is.
1: It isn't at all. She's a completely different person. I
0: don't mean that. I mean Cameron and Sigourney Weaver back together again.
1: Oh. Completely disassociated with what you actually see on the the
0: screen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's... You know, Sigourney Weaver's back in a James Cameron movie. and She's got quite a big role in it. And I love her... Navi character, yeah. Because of all the Navi characters, it's an immediate Sigourney Weaver one. You forget what I'm saying, like Jake Zulu. You know it's him, and well, the other guy looks just like him. Yeah, he does. But the Sigourney Weaver one, the first time you see her, when she comes running up,
1: she's a young Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, yeah, they've, all, <laughs> she's, she's, they've she's, cranked her DNA back a few years. The
0: bust is a bit more firm and stuff. Um, so yeah, Sigourney Weaver, I thought excellent. Do you think?
1: Neutral. I think she was just fine. I mean, there was no big acting or anything going on.
0: It's quite a big part, though. She is a big part of the movie. She's
1: a big part of the movie, but if you really add up her screen time, you're going to find it's less than I think you think the impact is.
0: And then we've got Giovanni Rabisi as Pika Selfridge, we mentioned earlier. He plays
1: an awesome prick. Yeah, really good.
0: <laughs> I, I just like the sort of. Off-handish, off-handed way he is Like mm-hmm. he, like shit's going down And he's holding his coffee mug And he's like Got his sleeves rolled up And he's just I don't really give a damn About what's going on Just yep. do what I say like,
1: It's all about the money
0: Yeah it's just real it's, That is not standoff. He's not He's very disinterested In everything Apart from The task at hand The result Like Oh look There's a uh, navvy In the way of a machine Keep going, he'll move. Yeah. Like no no care to the safety. It's like you know he's He
1: represents a large portion of humans who are just pricks.
0: Yeah, and it's really well done and I really like this oh, yeah, circuit. And you know, it's a tough role to play, isn't it, being the and absolute did... jackass like
1: Well, one of a couple in this movie.
0: Yeah. The one who Did uh... sure you get to him? Yeah. Did you so... do the colonel guy? Finally, uh, well, no, I'm well, not really done. Oh, you forgot him. I've got Michelle Rodriguez as Trudy Shaken. Now, this is interesting because I don't generally like her, right? Even in Fast and the Furious movies, she's like a bit of a pain in the ass. I, I, just, I don't enjoy her. I really liked her in this.
1: Mm, I didn't. I have the exact same feeling about her I had in the other movie. She
0: just... Well, it totally changed my mind cranked on her. up. She is, but a little less so, I think. A little less. And there's parts where I'm like, I'm behind her like she's you're behind her character but I think no her as well I I don't think she's being as Uh, yeah I'm trying to be cool like do you know like in the Fast and the Furious movies it's like all about that it's like look how sexy I am I'm cool in this it's less so I think it's not about Hmm. the sexy thing I don't think so
1: hmm
0: I mean they might sex her up a little bit at one point (laughs) yeah but not all the time she's more tough
1: yeah, that's the part I find just real boring at this point. The yeah. tough, you know, kick-ass kind of chick.
0: It changed my mind on her, though. I mean, I I like Fast and the Furious movies. that part
1: was really small. It's funny that you would even have an impact on you.
0: It was, but she's there. I mean, she's yeah. part of the big operation, isn't she? You know, she's... And the commander guy, we're going to have to look him up, because...
1: Definitely, because he's, he's the other prick. <laughs>
0: yeah, so... He's the other,
1: he's the other bad guy. So he's the... He's the colonel who is in charge of the military operation. And um, has his, in- his interest lies only in destruction, get the job done, so we can get, get our asses out of here. Get what this big company wants. Because basically what's happened is this company has hired military people, including him I'm assuming, to do this, you know, kind of take over this planet because of the unobtainium... Which is an ore under the ground, and he is—he uh, kind of symbolizes that whole shoot first, ask questions later kind of mentality, don't you think? Do
0: you know why? Yeah. Do you know why I didn't write him down? Because I can't find him even in the first twenty people on the list. Really? So uh, let's let's just—I'll put that down in the. But yeah, the the commander guy. I can't. I mean, we could just stop now. No. And find it. Or no. you could go off and find it, and <laughs> I could just talk about the next thing. Um, but no, I can't see him. He's, uh... That's weird. Unless he's Stephen Lang.
1: He might be. Yes, he is.
0: He's Stephen Lang. I was gonna say,
1: he has to be in the top ten. So,
0: um, he was born on the 11th of July. Oh. 1952. Sounds familiar. Um, Stephen Lang from Avatar.
1: Yeah, what else is... He's been in a couple of things we've actually seen. Public Enemies. Correct.
0: He was really good in public yeah. enemies. It's that actually one of the best he was things? Pretty
1: quiet, but yeah, he was good.
0: He was intense. Um. And a lot of TV stuff, Law and Order, etc. That usual TV circuit thing. He's
1: a bit public overly enemies, intense for me, but his character is supposed to be the hard ass.
0: I think Been he's there. Perfect for that done role.
1: that. Kind of, you know, but it's the, over like drilling structure, it's which. over the top to the point of unbelievability. Not that the rest of it isn't, but there are moments when you're like, okay, pull the throttle back just a little bit. But he's intense,
0: yeah. I'll give him credit, and it, for but that. he's got an agenda in the story, yeah, which, yeah, which causes him to be like he's like, I think. Um, directed by James Cameron, if we don't know by now, he also directed, I'll uh, say the ones, uh, Titanic. True Lies, Terminator 2, Aliens, etc. He all never
1: know goes small, does he? Not really.
0: <laughs> he makes the he only makes I think, I think I read something that said because uh, I, I mentioned earlier that this Blu-ray has no commercials at the beginning, and James Cameron says something like, "Yeah, if my, my movie makes like billion dollars, like I have a thing with Fox where we don't have to put commercials on my Blu-ray," you know. So yeah, there there is none. There are none. Um, so yeah, he only makes movies that take billions of dollars, right? <laughs> I guess. Well Titanic was the it actually made Titanic then this, right? It did he did do that thingy of the deep, but that was just a documentary. Oh yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So you know, he went from one biggest movie ever to the next biggest movie ever. That's crazy. That somebody can do that. So um I like his style. I feel that he changes it up but he's always moving with the times, you know. He changes it up if you think about the movies. Even though they've got a similar theme. he could say Aliens has got a similar theme to Avatar. Mm-hmm. and But Titanic, no. I mean, only big thread I can see is like he uses technology, cutting edge, tries to make the best, biggest, I don't know, like spectacle.
1: And some people would say, mm, why is that good?
0: You know? And I would... <laughs>
1: Because you're washing out and you're you're tuning the sensibilities of everyone who watches movies up to a level that then makes them not appreciate or not have the patience or kind of like the variety, you know what I mean, of I will sit and watch a quiet little indie movie because it's interesting and enthralling and the story is good and the characters are good. No, I'm not going to watch that. That's bullshit. There's nothing. There's nothing. No explosions. There's no big CGI. You know what I mean? Like, I just hope it doesn't. These kind of movies don't take over, because that's really not fair.
0: I mean, there's always been this kind of movie, all the way back to Star Wars, and then Superman. True. And, you know, there's always been the big, you know, Iron Man, and the big spectacle movies. And then there's always the, I appreciate both types of movies, the very cheap, nothing movie that cost $1 to make, but still had a cool... <laughs> What movie is that? Like, good good dick.
1: (laughs) It costs one dollar?
0: Nice. I don't think it costs more than 20. Do you know what I'm saying, though? But the movie as a whole had a message, and I appreciated what it was about, you know?
1: And did that movie make a billion dollars?
0: Probably made not very many dollars at all. Correct.
1: And that's why studios, who have the control, unfortunately... Yeah, you know, I just hope these, it doesn't That's why out.
0: independent film companies are a good idea. I mean there's a lot of them. Yeah. So movies will get made either way. Hopefully. So, um D V D extras or Blu ray extras in this case. Well, the no. Blu ray extras are a DVD. You get the D V D version of the movie on a second disc. Um now, when they say there are no extras, um I love this cover by the way. It's got a slip cover with like a almost like a one of these. What do you call that? Hmm. It's got, like, a depth to it. Kinda. Um, it's the face of one of the navvies. It's her. It's her. And yes. it's um, kind of embossed and silvery, But and then it's just a normal version on the cover. But um, when they say there's no extras on these discs, they're not 100% right, because there are. Um, they might not be on the discs, but they're in the box. So you get um, the DVD version... And the Blu-ray disc version. So you've got both versions of the movie. Then you get this little coupon, which is called Join the Avatar Program. Now, you enter this little code on their website, which is avatarmovie.com. And you get access to some behind-the-scenes footage, which I went and investigated this week. And they're going to add some more over the weeks. So there are some extras, but you have to access them online. There's not very much right now, but there will be. But the other big thing is they're doing this thing called the home tree initiative where they plant a million trees because this DVD Blu-ray was released on Earth Day and they're planting a million trees um, for Earth Day. Everybody who buys a copy of Avatar on Blu-ray registers the code and you get a tree named after you. And you know, it's an interesting, mm. so there's a tree called a com out there right now, <laughs> um, that we, that we put up there. Um, so that's cool. And I said to you when they were heavily publicizing the Avatar Blu-ray that it was coming out on Earth Day, I kept saying to you, well, that's not good because look at all the plastic and, well, it, resources." the I guess that's their thing. Um, they did put it in this uh, environmental packaging. But I said to you, well, the best thing would be just to put it in a recyclable cardboard sleeve, surely, right?
1: Recycled and recyclable.
0: But that didn't happen. But they did allow you to plant a tree in your name. So that's the extras which I can say isn't much. <laughs> yet. Um not yet, but if you are the big 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 Avatar fan in November there will be a four disc edition which I'm assuming will be the one DVD one disc a DVD and two discs of extras. So I think you'll get your fill of stuff then. Um as for now this is $20. Um, and you get the movie, and it looks pristine, like really. I can't even if I have to give it. I have to give it a ten out of ten. <laughs> it doesn't definitely. It, it's you know it's right up there. I mean, there is not a.
1: There's no moment when you're like where
0: you're going. Oh, that looks a bit crappy, like a DVD. No, no never. No, no. It's just like really good. Um, so yeah, if you want one to show off your home theater, that's the one. Uh, conclusion: Avatar is the shit for me. <laughs> you're Ava- so funny that if I was put a quote on the back of the box "Avatar's the shit ascoli.com how many com.
1: boring little things can you come up with in this particular episode you said one. raise the bar you've said all kinds of shit that you always make fun of by the way so I think that's really funny and it's the shit yeah. you never say that it's the
0: shit I'd say on the back it would say <laughs> ascoli.com it's the shit
1: it's a shame you're becoming just like everybody else and I'm gonna say I love it Regardless of what you think of mine. I'm not going to say that. I love it because it is... It takes me away. And I am convinced. I'm flying. I'm convinced I'm in a tree. I'm convinced there are these humanoids, as they call them, living on another celestial body out there in the world. And I am also know, for a fact, that humans suck overall. There are humans in this world who suck. And there's evidence of it everywhere, and the idea is no matter what, you know, the the might of the people who are greedy, and who don't give a shit about future generations or about the environment, not that I'm an environmentalist at all, but I'm just saying, they always seem to come out on top. And it's really discouraging. But, this movie gives you like this, you know?
0: (laughs) And it is visually impressive. It is. I feel like people like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg must look at it and go
1: "Oh shit what that guy we- <laughs> is
0: fucking talented like
1: well he's not talented he didn't sit at those computer screens and do the all the vision that.
0: is his right I guess Pandora he do came all the from technical world himself no but he got it together to make that happen like right and Steven Spielberg's into that stuff we know that like and George Lucas also is they must I mean George Lucas just made the new Star Wars movies which are also visually impressive mhm Um, But Avatar, I can imagine, being a guy, or Peter Jackson, for instance. You know, you made the Lord of the Rings movies and King Kong. They're pretty impressive. But this is freaking... (laughs) I think it would impress everybody. Even people... Who pretend it doesn't. Who pretend it doesn't. I think, I can't imagine you wouldn't be... That is some... The shit. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Next week's Blu-ray review will be Armageddon. Oh, my. Another small little movie. Uh, Another movie that you're going to have to fight tooth and nail to
1: defend. Michael Bay's Armageddon. a lot Armageddon. of people don't like that one. A you lot know, of people don't like Armageddon.
0: The thing about Armageddon, right, For is For good reasons. I bought the DVD when it first came out. Um, they released uh, the normal DVD. And then they released the Criterion Edition DVD. I bought both. <laughs> and I've got them both downstairs... And neither of them are anamorphic widescreen because it was the days before anamorphic widescreen. Right. So they both have, And then the
1: warehouse burned down or something and the well, originals were damaged. Well, I'm
0: getting the, the, the versions of Armageddon I've got on DVD have bars top, bottom, left and right. Right. Which is like horrible, isn't it? On, on you, you know, when you watch it on a TV now, on a widescreen TV, it's like watching a little... Yeah. So it's horrible. So I've been waiting for a high-definition version of Armageddon just so I can see it in widescreen, for Christ's sake, <laughs> instead of a little box. So we're going to get a high-def version of Armageddon, and I am excited. Almost as excited People as People might I am.
1: form an opinion about you. Why? That you like uh, Flash over substance. I'm, I
0: don't claim there's different. any substance in Armageddon, but it's freaking fun.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I know that you. there are movies that are underdog movies that you love that are actual really gut-wrenching stories and people and characters and not just all like here's the shiny thing look at me kind of movies. So, I like
0: both types. Yeah. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, I'm gonna get next week. Michael Bay's I'm again. Uh Movie recommendations for this week, I'm gonna go with Star Wars A New Hope. I don't like to call it that, just Star Wars. Yeah. That, Star Wars <laughs> is that first movie for me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Star Wars. Just because... Of the feeling I got from watching Star Wars. And I still do now watching it. It brings back a... It's like you watching Midnight Run. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. It's like a... You can't even... You can't... Everybody's got one, probably. There's no words. No. And my second one is Dune. Or June, if you're... um, Not American? Not American. Reason being, it's a David Lynch movie. It's a sci-fi movie. It has a feeling of Avatar to me. Mm. Oh, so I just disagree, but whatever. There's something Avatar about...
1: Think of the story. I don't even remember it hardly. I just remember it not being Dune's good. Dune's about
0: greed. No, it was very good. Was it? Very, very good.
1: Maybe I need to watch it again. I felt like it was real... I don't know.
0: Now it's disjointed good. Disjointed and... It's pretty disjointed because it's David not Lynch. Not well edited David, David, That's David Lynch. He does that.
1: That's right. his style.
0: But the story's about greed in the way Avatar is and that's why I brought it up Mm. you'd have to see if you don't if you don't know it you don't know what I'm getting at but people out there are going oh yeah I get what he's getting at it's about the spice right and what man will do to get it no matter what it's similar to Avatar just watch it and you'll see what I mean And your recommendations are?
1: My recommendations are, the first one is, because I've been watching Bewitched all of the seasons, and I'm falling in love with Agnes Moorhead, who plays Endora, Samantha's mother. I think she's awesome. I mean, there are episodes I want to rewatch as soon as I've done watching, because she's just awesome. So she's had to have been in something before this. She was already in her 60s, so she had to do some other stuff. She's done loads of other stuff, and I found one movie that was actually at archive.org. I found it on internet, IMDb, and then it linked me to art, archive.org, and it's called The Bat. Or House on Haunted Hill, or Mansion on Haunted Hill, but it's called The Bat. And I think I've seen Mansion on Haunted Hill. I think this was called, but I doubt if this is the one. But the description is, you know, a mystery writer is tormented by a serial killer who wants to find some money in a mansion or something like that. It's 1959, and it's it's, in my mind... Um, it's like ahead of its time. Sometimes it's hokey, and it's got that era of movie making all over it. But for some, but she's awesome, of course. I just love her. It's got Vincent Price and her.
0: Is it from the fifties? Is that
1: fifty nine? And I, uh, I highly recommend giving it a try. Our archive dot org. It's free. It, it streams perfectly. You can watch also it see Knights
0: of the Living Dead for free on there. There's loads. I was looking when you said go and have a look. I looked yeah, at there's them.
1: all kinds. Probably and then the main, uh, My other one is, because I was trying to think of another science fiction movie that, when I'm watching it, even now, after having seen it maybe five times in my life, I just, I go there. Every minute of it, I'm sucked into it. And that's 2001. Directed by? Stanley Kubrick. Correct. It is mesmerizing, and you, I am convinced... I'm on that ship. Do you know, the I'm first man, time I saw it. I'm in space. I thought
0: it was the most boring movie I've ever seen. I
1: never. I was young when I saw, I saw it in college. I was, and I was
0: literally I loved bored it. to death. I
1: was like this, like.
0: And then like the second time in, I watched enthralled. it. I got it. Alright. <laughs> I mean, I got it the first time. Did you watch right? it
1: the first time with friends, maybe?
0: It was on late at night. No, it was basically on my own, but mm. I was younger, and then I caught it like several years later and I, I then I, I was like oh yeah I wasn't really into like sci-fi as much when I first caught it I was into Star Wars
1: right so you wanted more saber fight I guess
0: so yeah <laughs> but then later Again, I was like oh
1: yeah now like I really want to
0: see Moon and they've put Moon on a Netflix instant queue because it's supposed to be it's not it's not 2001 but it's a low budget it's the one with Sam Rockwell in it you might see oh, the yeah. trailer but it's like
1: he's the only guy on the moon ins-
0: kind of inspired by 2001 like uh, it's him and his computer right. in space Dave. on their own like I that can
1: let you do that Dave
0: it's Kevin Spacey who's the voice and um, it's supposed to have a vibe of 2001 like a, uh, not the same story or anything but that 1970s kind of space cheap mm. kind of looking spacesuits, and I like that cheap yeah kind of like if you look at it 2001.
1: It's what you'd think space travel should be like. It is,
0: it is, yeah. Like that old 70s kind of white walls and.
1: Oh, but that's what makes it completely. Very androgynous almost. Like there's nothing, there's no. Alien. There's nothing to it. The original alien. The original alien's really grungy and dark. It is,
0: but that room they're in, like the white. It's just real. SETI. Do you get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I guess. No, I'm convinced it's a spaceship. Like
0: Avatar, like when they're in any of the rooms with the screen, like it's not.
1: It's 150 years from now,
0: so. I know. I'm just saying, like what 1970s space movies look like. Those just particular like what. Looks... Look, white like. Mm. Walls, plastic. Everything looked plastic.
1: If yeah, we have to reason that out, I'm
0: saying that's good. I love that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know <laughs> you're like making you're like picking I'm like well, no I like it what I, else would you have a spaceship that's why I say like, I want to watch like Moon a Victorian room because Moon something? was a
0: really low budget movie and they made it in the style of a 1970s plastic right. space capsule module you know how, the, how space looked in the 70s I guess when we were doing space travel which we don't do anymore anyway those are the recommendations for this week and the monitor keeps going off at exactly the moment I'm looking at it.
1: Well, that'll tell you something. <laughs> Maybe I'd you learn your lesson. It's
0: for five stop. minutes or something. Stop looking at it. So, uh, games and A-Skully stuff. Uh, this week we've been... Well, I won, I think I said last week, we Fit Plus in a competition. And it arrived at the end of last week. And we've been doing it for a Six week. Six days ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Clearly. So, what do you think of it? I love it. I mean, I love
0: it. Do you think it's actually useful?
1: For you and I, yes. I don't know that it's useful for everyone because we've already been on this sort of like new thing of feeling better and being healthier. You've already been running on the treadmill for a year and I've already lost 50 pounds from a a, a a a diet. Yeah, it's been since uh, November of 2008. So yeah, yeah, it has been. So at this point, you know, we're already in that thing where... Yeah, it's enjoyable to stand there for a half an hour and do yoga poses and shit that I've never done before and get kind of sweaty and then feel like, ugh afterwards and you know, I don't need the wee fit for it. But it you need it because you like little little trinkets of accomplishment. You wanna know exactly how much you've gained and lost every day and you like to know I actually think every minute that you even you're doing if you're
0: not stuff. into the exercises and stuff. The exercises. Um the games that it provides... Are kind They're of fun, fun. Kind of fun. And I feel like you're having a workout while you're doing the games. Like, it's the back of your leg stat. If anyway, you
1: do you enough of them in a row, yeah.
0: Snowboarding and stuff. And secondly, it's actually a good pair of scales. Because it's very accurate. Very accurate. And, so it's exactly
1: the same as our other scales. Yeah,
0: and... It, um... Actually logs in there automatically. your weight. You don't have to weigh yourself every day. You could do it once every month if you wanted. But then you would have a chart of what you weighed every month. Um... So yeah, it's a nice set of scales, <laughs> and, I, and I know we didn't pay anything for it, but it costs ninety nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I know you can buy a set of scales for less than 99 bucks. Yeah, well, the ones I have downstairs that do body fat and stuff cost about sixty. Was it? So a decent set of scales costs more than ten bucks, but. They are a nice This doesn't coach. do
1: body fat or anything. It just does your weight. And then it's like, it measures your balance. balance like when you're doing cool. yoga, particularly, which I've never done before. And I'm not a yoga head or anything, but yoga you're head. surprised when they ask you to lift your leg up and put your arm up in the air and then your center of balance and it, it you know, because your foot is pressing on it in different ways, it has a little red dot that you're supposed to keep focus so that dot doesn't come out of It makes you aware of your posture. Makes you very aware. And I've been doing that since I've done the physical therapy for my hip so much and my knee that I've been aware of those, like, pulling in your stomach, relax your back, drop your shoulders, hold your... work on the core, all that kind of shit. And... This is another step where you go, oh, I can see. And when I do the different exercises, it always says, your left leg looks weaker than your right. Which is absolutely correct. And
0: what's really interesting is um, when it measures every day whether your balance is good when you just stand there, I'm pretty much spot on. Yeah. I think you are too, right? And it
1: measures you every day. Every, day you, every time you when do an activity. When it weighs you, it
0: checks whether you're moving as well, basically.
1: Right, and every activity that you do multiple times, it shows you if you're getting better at it or worse at so it. So
0: I think what yeah. it is good at is... Um, Making you aware of, A, your posture. If you how, do the yoga. And balance. And B, making you aware of your weight. Because it asked me yesterday, do you know what your weight is? And I said, I think I'm 160. And it said, yeah, you were pretty close. It's really good to be aware of how what you weigh, it was saying.
1: And I disagree with that, except for just mindful that it's healthier. Living healthier, if you can even say that. I mean, some people might disagree. I despise looking at and being conscious of my weight all the time. It's been drilled in my head my whole fat life you know, and I'm really, sick of it.
0: What's really funny about it, when you get on and what does it say? You're obese. But it says it in a stupid voice. You're like, obese. Like it's that's all happy. obese. No, huh.
1: that's obese. That's obese.
0: Like it's real Yeah, happy. and you
1: think it's so funny because yours always says, that's normal.
0: It is pretty funny. Like though, that's the fantastic. Now that way- all of
1: us who know that we're obese, we love hearing it. It's hysterical you don't know the anger that comes with that so I'm sure it's hysterical from your point of view I'm just, it's not hysterical no, I'm from anyone else's
0: I'm not saying that it's hysterical that you're obese I'm saying
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm saying that it's
0: hysterical that they put that chipper voice on yeah. like it's not like a
1: that's obese it's
0: not like a you're obese it's not it's not judging you in any way it's just <laughs> being all chipper about it that is fine
1: it's not fine. Then you're lectured about it.
0: Now, what's interesting about it is I think it could be a good weight loss plan, to be honest. um, Because it makes you aware of stuff.
1: If you're like you, it can be.
0: Yeah, because I am really more. That's why I I like gaming, I think. Because I'm motivated by the next level. uh, And you like
1: routine, 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 routine.
0: Well, I'm actually motivated by gaming stimulants, which, like, that is the reason games like World of Warcraft are popular and that's the reason that getting to level 1, getting to level 2, getting the next thing, getting the next thing. That's the reason it's like breadcrumbs they call it. The reason those are inserted into games is because humans, not all humans, but a lot of humans are stimulated by the breadcrumbs. Like mm. like a carrot dangling in front of your face, you know, the donkey Do and you the carrot. So
1: we've just summed up a problem, I mean not a problem but a An explanation for why people like me, I'd have never lost weight. Because I'm not motivated, nothing motivates me to do anything. You can't motivate me to do better at my job by saying I'm going to give you more money. I'll say, I'm fine with the money I have. You can't motivate me to lose weight and say, you're going to be more attractive. Because I'm going to say, I don't give a shit about being attractive. You can say, nothing motivates me. Until I decide I'm ready for this thing to happen. Well... But you're a different personality. You can get your Mafia Wars thing where you go, Oh, God, they've just given me six Easter eggs to get. I gotta get them. I gotta get
0: them. Like, without any explanation or thought. Like, is it... That's why I've gained So that could explain why
1: people like me don't lose weight very easily or don't have these, like, a massive career even. That sounds real simple. But I see see
0: that you... like using the Wii Fit. Like, you like doing it.
1: I like it, but at this point, after six days, uh, I would want to learn all the yoga poses and some more of the stretching, and then I'd be fine to do them on my own without it. Right. I'm not motivated necessarily. to. Maybe in a month I would step on to see if I've lost a few more pounds, because, not because I'm trying to, but because I've changed so many things. And by going to the pool a couple times a week, and then if I keep doing that, and we keep eating better, is there there a
0: result to this? I think there would be. Now, to me, I've lost all the weight I need to lose, right? So I'm at, at my weight.
1: Whatever that is, yeah.
0: I'm at 160 pounds, which is the weight I'm kind of supposed to be, right? And I'm kind of stuck at that way, and that's what I want to be. I because the
1: Wee says that's normal. I don't want to be heavier,
0: on. and I don't want to be lighter. I want to be 100. Now, so I feel like I've come. I got the Wee Fit at the wrong time, kind of, because I don't really have a goal. Yeah. I go on the treadmill every all day every, every day and do two and a half miles. Anyway, so Wee Fit's kind of for me. If I'd have got it a year ago, I might have hardcore done it, like an hour or two hours every day to try and lose some weight. Mm. But for me now, I like it to just keep a track of my weight, like, automatically, that's nice, and I like the game aspect of it. Like I said, t- like you doing all the yoga and the weight training, the I mean the strength exercises, I kind of don't do them and just do the games. Now they give you a, I feel sweaty after 30 minutes of the games, and you said you're going to try
1: the push-ups and stuff because you don't do anything for your arms and your upper body. No. So you might focus on that. And that might be the thing that you're going, oh, wow, I could work on this more because yeah. you don't do that at all. So, so I that, feel that it's
0: a benefit. I just feel like because I don't have a goal on it now. There's, you know.
1: I I think that it's a good starter thing. And like I said, I'll learn the poses because I feel like yoga is a nice it does, it does make you sweat and stuff because I did 36 minutes the other day. I guess that's like 17 different poses. And you do them for a few, like first 30 seconds or a minute or a minute and a half. And then as you move on to the next one and the next one. And by the end, my skin is, cu- I'm just like all glistening. And I'm like, oh, and it tells you how many calories, according to its system, that it has figured out that you've burned. Which is always debatable, I think, in any system, but. After I've learned it all and I get in a habit of enjoying that activity, right? If I don't enjoy it, I won't ever do it again.
0: Well, I think the key is, you know, you said the color. Because today I
1: ran for, what is it, seven minutes? It has you run or jog or five minutes run the or something. Path. I did that, like run, like jogging in place. I don't enjoy that. I think it fucking sucks. I hated it. So I'll never do that again. It just bores the shit out of me. and just that. But I'll do that stretching and strengthening all day. Like I love that part.
0: See, so I like going on the treadmill for foot. I'd right. rather go on the <laughs> treadmill for 30 minutes than jog on the spot with the WiiMote in my hand.
1: Or do stretching or strength
0: exercises. Yeah. yeah. So rather. that's
1: it. different fundamentally. And I don't need the breadcrumbs.
0: But I think the deal is it will make you do more that if you if you like doing it you'll, you're doing more than you probably doing anyway.
1: If you're a person who is motivated... By
0: the gaming aspect.
1: Not just the gaming aspect, but that whole thing in life of... If I work at this, I get a little token. And if I work at this, I get another token. And if I work And at I like that, that. Right. You're that person. I'm not. I, I'll give up if I'm absolutely not having a good time. So that kind of boils it down.
0: But I think it's actually a good... Um, system.
1: And I can imagine it in old folks' homes, like they say, old folks' homes, nursing homes or whatever they call it, I can see it being a really good thing.
0: I think the actual balance board is, like, really well made. It is. It's, it's really like sturdy. like, more solid than our scales that we own. Like, it's solid. It says don't jump on it and stuff, yeah. which I can understand, but it'll hold up to 330 pounds. It's it, very reactionary. It, re- it reacts, really. Exactly how you think, you know... If you're doing, if you're, if you're failing on the screen, it's because you do it because you're not balanced, right? Because you know, like you can feel your center of balance, which is really interesting because you don't really know where it is when you're not stood on anything. You know, like you straight, you feel like you're straight, but I can stand on that board doing the skiing and stand like I think like I'm in the center and the thing's telling me I'm leaning forward a little bit. Yeah. When I'm like, oh, really? Then I have to pull it back a bit. So, naturally, I'm leaning forward a bit. So, yeah. And I but-
1: said I know naturally. I just know. I poke my butt out a lot and I am on. I rest a lot on my toes. And there are some exercises where it's saying, like, you know, and I see the little dot is way forward. I feel perfectly centered. But as I lean back onto my heels.
0: Then you think, oh, now I'm straight.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, I'm on my heels. But I just, my weight, I naturally Poke myself on my toes, kinda, and I poke my butt out, and it leans me forward.
0: And some of the games are really fun, like the uh, it, when it weighs you every day. Then it gives you a couple of tests. Those those tests are fun. Yeah, they are. Like it just Makes randomly, you throws, it randomly day, it? throws you some tests up, like. And then there's some games like where you have to add some math up while you're moving your body. And uh, there was one where I was juggling yesterday while balancing on a ball. Hard. Yeah, it was pretty hard. And so, it gives
1: you health. It says, do you want a health tip for the day or whatever? And it, today one was like, did you know that if you, well, it, as soon as you wake up, take a hot shower that yeah. helps your body wake up and then do your exercise? You know, just shit like that.
0: <laughs> so it's like it's conversing with you. And it's up to now, and we've been doing what, six days? It's always been something different every day.
1: It's pretty fun.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it'd be something if you... Because you, you don't have to do all the exercise. You can just get on and weigh yourself, do the body test. takes about five minutes, right? But would
1: you spend 100 bucks on that?
0: Well, you, you'd still be able to play the games. And also, I've got several other games that use the board. The board doesn't just work with Wii Fit. There's the snowboarding game that just came out, Sean White Snowboarding, which actually fully uses the board. It's a not a fit game it's a game game that uses the snowboard um, there's a skiing game there's several other fit games that use the Wii Fit board like there's an EA one uh, there's a Jillian Michaels fitness thing there's plenty of different things you can use use with it so I guess the board can be used for other they're talking about the board might be used in the new Mario game as well hmm. as some kind of device I'm not sure what but There'll be a balancing. You part. Could sit
1: on it and hold the thing and drive, and as you lean your butt cheeks one way or the other, you know. And
0: <laughs> well, Super Monkey Ball uses it. Hmm. So, and Super Monkey Ball is the perfect implementation of it if you think about it, because mm. all you do—they have is a Super couple Mon-
1: games that do that—you tilt the board with your feet, and yeah, exactly. Put the ball in
0: the but hole. The new Super Monkey Ball, the Sega one, uses the board exclusively, so you can control the monkey with the with the board, and I thought that's perfect because. Yeah, yeah. In Super Monkey Ball, you use the Wiimote, tip it up and down to... So why not tip your whole body and get fit while you're doing it? So that's Wii Fit. Uh, plus, for free, it was great.
1: <laughs> but I, I have been...
0: I, like I think it has to be,
1: I wouldn't go to everybody and say, yeah, I'll get it and you're going to use it. Because no, never...
0: Some people will use it and throw it in the closet, I think. Yeah. But um, I'm still having fun. I mean, we're only six days in. I enjoy doing the body test and the games are kind of fun, so... You know, we'll see how it goes. Um, but no, I w- it won't make me quit the treadmill. Yeah. Because I prefer the treadmill, to be honest. Um, Super Street Fighter 4 IV I've been playing this week uh, with my arcade stick, like I mentioned last week. It's Street Fighter, but it's it's really hard. Got to say that. Did you see us playing it this week? A little bit. Um, I played it a bit more this week as well. Um, finished with a couple of characters. Finished the story mode. I had to knock it down to easy for a couple of them because I'm a bit of a wuss on Street Fighter. <clears throat> but it's um, the game costs thirty nine ninety nine instead of sixty, which is good for a brand new game. It's basically everything that's in in normal Street Fighter with some new characters. I think it's like twenty new. Um, but anyway, what it basically did is made Street Fighter Four redundant because. I don't think anybody who plays it online, seriously, is going to be playing the old one anymore. They'll all switch to the new one because of the new characters. So I'm sure you'll be able to... If you want if you want normal Street Fighter 4, I bet you can pick it up for about $5 right. in the used bins now because I'm sure a lot of people traded it in. So uh, that's Super Street Fighter 4. I've also been playing in the um, Halo Reach beta, which comes out tomorrow, but I got an early beta key. Uh, early impressions are it's Halo I would say
1: you said to me "Mm, the new Halo uh, this is mm -hmm. Halo no
0: I mean (laughs) the problem I've got with it and I'm not a Halo fan I've just got to say that I mean I'll play Halo I like the the story don't really like the multiplayer but this is just the multiplayer this is the beta of the new multiplayer um it's Halo. It looks exactly like Halo 3. I mean, l- there is no improvements in the graphics. It just looks the same to me. I mean... It- Are there improvements to be made? Well, I think you should always improve on a game. Just, yeah, but al- if it looks good, why? Well, no, it never looked that good. Oh, wow. Compared to something like Gears of War, I always thought it looked less than good. Like the Like Halo 2 on the Xbox, the original Xbox, and then Halo 3 came out there's not a huge leap in, apart from it being in HD, there's not a huge leap in how it looks. So this one, there's barely any leap in how it looks. Now, that's not, that doesn't really matter, I guess, is the gameplay. But the gameplay, I feel, like, slightly worse. Now, I play a lot of Call of Duty, so I like the realistic kind of first-person shooter, and Halo is not realistic. I mean, it literally takes, like, ten bullets to kill one person. You know, like, you've really got to... Wheel on them, point the gun at them and keep firing and eventually they'll die because they have armour, because they're spacemen. Whereas Call of Duty, one shot, they'll go down, right? So I'm very used to the, I can one shot and there's a guy gone. With this, it's a bit too much when I'm like, okay, you can die now if you want. You know, I feel like I'm... Right. I know it's a different style, but that's one thing I don't really like about Halo. But the other thing, they've added these perks and this perk system, which they've basically took from Call of Duty, but there's like these loadouts... Now, you can either have a jetpack, which is brand new to the series. You can become invincible for a few seconds. You can run fast, or you can become invisible. Now, there's those four different perks. You can choose one of them. And you can use that in the game by pressing the left bumper button. Now, the jetpack, while that sounds fun that you can fly, it literally lasts about, I'd say, about three seconds. So it's useful maybe to jump up to a top of a roof that you could normally not jump up to but it's not like when they mentioned jetpacks I was thinking people flying around now maybe there's a mode in there that they'll eventually add where you can have unlimited jetpack right but as it stands in this beta it's three seconds of jetpack and then you land so
1: so how does that really help you
0: well like I say if you jump and you don't have a jetpack. You jump and you can only reach... Like, if I can't reach the top of that table, ah, I right. can't. If I've got a jetpack, I might be able to get on the top of something I couldn't get on before. Which, right, right. if you're a sniper, might be useful if you want to get somewhere high up and shoot people. But, didn't make a difference to me. Now, I've only played about two hours of it. But it's not its not going to keep me coming back, unfortunately. <laughs> and even though i got to play it before everybody else... I'm not excited... It doesn't make me want to buy Halo. Right, Reach. right. It's called Halo Reach, by the way. Um, so, yeah, that's Halo Reach. And last thing was uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly, the magazine that disappeared. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: When did it disappear? Last year?
1: It's been since we've been here. So it's been in...
0: Yeah, so it was like Ziff Davis. Um, I don't know what happened exactly, but they had to fold the magazine. Fold the magazine, that's funny. Um <laughs> And the magazine, which I basically read for 20 years... Yeah? Disappeared. I mean, they went into like bankruptcy on... So it disappeared. I had a subscription for the next 10 years, by the way, which completely got nixed. Yeah, no, never... they
1: offered you free Maxim.
0: Correct, which I already get, so it didn't make any difference. Anyway, what happened was they went... Ziff Davis lost them. And then a guy who used to write for them originally who actually has a lot of money now, apparently from different businesses that he runs, decided to buy the rights to EGM. And then a year later, which is now, he's basically employed everybody who used to write for it and produced the magazine again off his own publishing company. So now EGM is back. It's a lot different. I've just read the first issue. It's uh, the same writers, but it's a very different... It's more serious... Mm, good. it was kind of almost aimed at teenagers. Even Sean Baby? Sean Baby's not serious. (laughs) But, like, the editorials and stuff were kind of aimed at, I always thought, teens to 20s, maybe. This seems a little bit older than that. Maybe 25 onwards. It's kind of got a more serious industry kind of slant to it. Like, it looks at the industry and people in the industry who, I'm assuming, teenagers wouldn't really care about. Mm. They just want to read about Halo and stuff, you know? So I like it. It's on a, a different. What do you call that? Paper stock. stock. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more. I'm trying to think. Thick.
1: <laughs> That's a hard question. Hard word to come up with. It's like it just a, feels like a woman's magazine to me.
0: Yeah. It's. It's. And Not it's, that
1: I read many women's magazines. No, and it's
0: full of like really um, high. I mean, it's very graphical. Let me say that they do. If they're going to do a screenshot, they do it properly. It's not mm-hmm. just a little tiny screenshot in the corner of a page. They make sure... I'm just flicking through it now. I know you listeners can't see this, but... You know, you get to really see what the games look yeah, like. Yeah, that's better. Um, and... it's This is a special issue. It's not... It's it, On the cover it says it's spring 2010 issue. That's correct. Yeah, but... I know, but because it says spring two thousand and ten, that kinda tells you that what, is it only coming out every only coming out four times a year? Maybe. Well no, this is like the special collectors issue. It's actually coming out every month, but not yet. This is kind of a haul me over. It'll right, be right. two more months before another one comes. So um uh, you'll if you're a subscriber and you could subscribe for Twenty five dollars for two years of issues, which I thought was pretty good.
1: That's good if you really like reading the magazine. Yeah,
0: because it's not a lot for because t- they come every month, and then you're like, oh, got another magazine. It's funny how quick. So it's like a dollar an issue. Yeah, which I think is pretty good. On the newsstands, it costs
1: four ninety five or something.
0: Six ninety nine. Holy shit! Which is always there's always a big difference in that, and never understand. That's crazy. Because that aren't we um under the impression that magazines? You know, like, these advertisements that you're looking at in the first few issues pay for the entire magazine, don't they, really? I
1: think um, that's my understanding, but I, I guess you got to pay the newspaper stand guy. And, and the people you know. who write it. Yeah, well, they've they made their money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, EGM is back. You can go to egmnow.com, I believe, is the um, URL. And they've also got an online edition of the magazine that comes out every week. It comes with your subscription. It comes with your subscription. And it's very good. I I had a look at the first issue. It's different to the issue you receive in the mail, obviously, because it's it's the online edition. It opens in a full screen. It looks just like a magazine, and you can flip the pages. And unlike a magazine, when there's a screenshot, it's often a video. You can click it and it Uh plays uh, footage from the game, which is really. Yeah, it is. Like there's a page with an interview with a guy and there's the text and then you click here and there's extra. they ask him extra questions but in a video so it's a really interesting way of reading a magazine and that comes out every week so uh, that's my stuff for this week uh, next week um, next the games that are coming out this week is Iron Man 2 on the Xbox 360 which I'll be playing and I'll talk about next week and that is it I believe so nice. Iron Man 2 <laughs> so that'll be uh, I'll talk about that next week
1: So I don't really have anything to say except what's for dinner. I'm gonna make some pasta with some nice mushroom sauce and some vegetables. Vegetables. I made a really cool salad yesterday, which I still have some. It's jicama, orange, like an orange cut up, some orange pepper, strawberries, onion, lemon juice, salt and pepper, and a little bit of this uh, grandma's vinaigrette that we get. That's a local granny. It's pretty good. God knows good. what's in it. <laughs> and I would, it um, really good.
0: Talking of that food, I would uh, recommend that show that we watched last night. Jamie, Jamie's. Jamie Does, it's called.
1: Which is Jamie Oliver going around the world, really. Went to Marrakesh, went to Spain, and he'll go other places. He's going to America. Germany in the next one. right?
0: Um, so it's like... A, was Germany or Switzerland? I thought it was... Oh, Switzerland. Yeah. yeah. You're, right, you're right. And a... Yeah, he's, it's like a travel slash cooking show. Yeah, because he really goes it.
1: there and then he does his own recipe and then of course he's made a book that you can find. Trying, tri-
0: trying to do a, like a, tribute to like their, this is how, how the local
1: make their food traditionally and here's how I make their food and some of the things look pretty good
0: all of the things look
1: good <laughs> yeah
0: we were sat there at three o'clock in the morning watching it last night and we were like oh we're, no, really we're hungry,
1: hungry. Yeah. <laughs> so I had some more jicama salad
0: while we were on the we fit yeah <laughs> So, yeah, uh, is that it? For, is that we... I
1: don't have anything else. We've discussed everything.
0: All right, then. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Um,
1: we have some children playing outside. If anyone would like to come and take them away. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't. No, no, no. They're not our children.
0: <laughs> yeah. They don't belong hours You could have them. <laughs>
1: yeah. They're not mine to give away.
0: All right. So I want to remind you about the website. say ascoolly.com, sitar.com. You can also catch us both on twitter.com, facebook.com, Xbox Live, YouTube. All number of places in the internet where you can find people. Uh, you can also subscribe to this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store. You can subscribe on the RSS feed. Go to ascoli.com. Click on we the. We haven't
1: talked about using Google. Oh yeah, Google yeah. Reader. Yeah, Google for everything.
0: Now, yeah, well, Google I mentioned Converse. that last week.
1: Yeah, but now we've used the Google Reader is awesome. Yeah, if you. I- go,
0: if you Use Gmail. Let's just say if you use Gmail's website, mm-hmm. use Gmail. If you click on the word reader at the top and you enter our podcast URL, well, if you just go to our podcast URL, press RSS, say subscribe in Google, Google Reader. Whenever you're open your Google Reader, which is easily accessible from Gmail... You can listen to our podcasts. Yeah. It will deliver the new ones. You can ones also to you.
1: put your YouTube subscriptions in there. You can put all of the anything, blogs that you follow. Anything in the that RSS is and RSS. Keeps everything in. I mean, obviously, it keeps everything nice and tidy. And that's what I love about it that everything comes up to where. Because I don't go to those things very often, See, each individually. That's
0: my and opinion. it
1: tells you everything you haven't looked at. And you can say, mark all is red And. I mean, I'm sure other people have already discovered. Yeah, this but it's then. very.
0: It's, it is another way to subscribe it's to our podcast. Very useful
1: when I don't like to hop around on my own and look at stuff. It's all right.
0: There. And neither do I. I put all my video game news sites in there, and instead of going to five sites in the morning, I open Google Reader and just skim through that. It's easier. A lot and you can easier.
1: listen straight from there. If it has and watch videos player.
0: straight from it. Um, so yeah, you can subscribe to our podcast with it. It works perfectly. We tried it. You just click play and. You can play any of them um, and it'll tell you when a new one comes, which is exactly what's supposed to happen. <laughs> um, and you can also email feedback to me at, ascoli at ascoli.com. Don't email Sid Talk because she's pulling a face. Um, and stay classy, James Cameron and Pandora. Um, I got to say, I really enjoyed Avatar. I want to go and watch it again <laughs> I, right now. I can tell.
1: And what are we going to go watch? 2012.
0: 2012. (laughs) I don't think you can live up to Avatar.
1: (laughs) And I'm going to say... Oh, crap. (laughs) I (laughs) got choked on those words. I'm going to say think for yourself. And if you watch Avatar and you truly don't like it, fair enough. But if you're watching it and you want to poo-poo on it just because your little friends are poo-pooing on it, think for yourself. If you love it, love it. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say.